Welcome to Unconditional Love, a podcast where we explore coming out narratives of queer youth. I'm Anthony Russell Jerry. And I'm Frankie Younger. The Unconditional Love podcast is a part of the Youth Citizenship Narrative Project, a project focused on youth experiences with citizenship through various perspectives. These episodes explore the many sites and spaces that provide respite along the journey towards unconditional love. Specifically, our show asks us to think about coming out to oneself, friends and family, and the numerous institutions that frame our lives, as well as the conflict between the fluidity of one's personal sense of becoming and the permanence of one's being to others. Unconditional love contains subject material that some may find upsetting. However, we have tried to present these narratives in an uncensored form as to remain true to the experiences and points of view of our collaborators. Welcome back. So we had Jesus today in the lab. He really gave us a really good description of his, of his teenage life, finding out his sexuality, and then transitioning us into his adulthood. Yeah. What What do you think? Uh, what What are some of the themes that you felt came out, um, sort of repeatedly through the through the narrative? One of the main ones we. I feel like we always encounter is the always coming out. It's a never-ending process. Right, right. So that was a recurring thing that we, we noticed throughout Jesus's, um talk. Yeah, and Jesus seems to take an interesting approach to that process, right? He puts it out front. He he said he, he says, and you know, you'll hear this in in the narrative, but he says that he sort of finds a way to slip that into the conversation at the beginning, right? When he meets yeah. somebody in the introduction, yeah. Right. He's always there. He's like, I'm here as a friend for someone else right, who might right. be gay. Yeah. So it's really interesting how it that becomes the center of of any conversation or yeah. or before a conversation would happen. It, I th- I think it also is it says something sort of about uh, Jesus's politics, right? He's always sort of setting himself up to mm-hmm. be uh, to be there in a in a in a sort of in a, in a in a in a way of solidarity i guess right for for other folks who who might be in the room but haven't come out and oh that, yeah that, that seems to be a, a a lot speak a lot to his personal politics yes and that's really good for other people as well right who need who probably need some sense someone to guide them through or if you don't feel alone within yeah. a classroom setting or any other type of space yeah, it does yeah. work I think one of the other one of the other themes um, is seems to be common to some of the narratives is this sort of coming out first as bisexual, right? As as bisexual seems to be sort of a safe a safe in between <laughs> yeah. kind, of, kind of space, right? Even though even though you know as we'll see later on in the narrative, he says that he he knew that wasn't true at the time either, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really interesting part where you could jump in but jump out. Right. At the same yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well. Yeah, and I felt 
I felt one more is uh, the coming out to his mother. Uh-huh. But like a lot of people do come out to a parent first. Right. Or, or have one of their most memorable experiences of coming out with a parent. Right. But we'll see. We'll see that while mm-hmm. that was maybe the most memorable one, that, that wasn't exactly sort of the first. Yeah. He had a couple, right? And, and a couple firsts, which maybe we won't spoil, mm-hmm. I guess, right? Yeah. We'll just have to wait and see. All right. Let's get into it. All right. Thank you for coming today, Jesus Pena. Sure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, can you tell us a little bit about your coming out experience? Yeah. Uh, it hasn't stopped. It's still going. Uh, but I would say that officially it started uh, when I was probably 12, you know, middle school. Uh, I'm, I'll say this now, I'm a gay man. Mm-hmm. Like that is what I identify as. But in middle school, I was bisexual. Mm-hmm. That just seemed uh, like the easiest uh, thing to say, right? Because you can still fall back on, you know, oh, I like girls also, you know, not just guys. Um, so that's where it started. And it was really just an identity that I carried while I was at school. Uh, only my closest friends knew about this Uh Maybe some of the teachers caught wind of it, but it was never something that I would actually go up to an adult to say, hey, I'm bisexual. (laughs) Uh, You should have. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I should have. But that would have, you know, one, it would have been a lie. Uh, But um, yeah, so that's when it started, this uh, Mm -hmm. sort of coming to terms with um, my own, you know, identity as as a gay man. Did you know, sorry, sorry to interrupt you, did, did you know back, you said that would have been a lie if you said it to the adults. Did you know back then that that would have been a lie? Or? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I was pretty pretty self-aware of what was going on, but it wasn't something uh, that I was comfortable sharing right. with okay. the world. at that Because it was, you know, it was bad. It was looked down upon or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, people would talk about you behind your back. Right. Uh, that sort of thing. So there was pressure keeping me in the closet but like i'm still gonna i was still gonna you know stick my hand out a little bit (laughs) do a little wave wave. (laughs) um you said that you only your closest friends knew yes do you remember telling um one friend in particular or the who was the first person you told that that's a good question because i don't remember okay Uh, this was uh yeah, a long time ago. I can't even do the math. <laughs> um, but I have one particular memory where uh, one of my friends, we were uh, part of a theater group. Uh, we were designing sets for a play, and she was like, oh, well, you're gay, right? And that was just kind of the... There were rumors circling around that I was not straight for some mm-hmm. reason before I even started you know, identifying as a bisexual. Uh, But she was the first person to actually confront me and ask, you're gay, right? And uh, I was like, no, actually, I'm bisexual. I like (laughs) both. (laughs) With with that much confidence, how you say that? (laughs) Yeah, just like that. Take that. (laughs) As you're painting the scene. Uh, Yeah, as we're uh, drawing some terrible sets. (laughs) Um. 
and I kind I held on to that identity mm-hmm. uh, for you know the second half of middle school uh, and part of high school. Mm-hmm. So my freshman year of high school was you know same situation. I wouldn't really share that information unless I was asked. Um, mm. Most of my friends in high school were people I knew in middle school, so they already knew. Um, and it wasn't until my 16th birthday that, you know, I got together with all of my new closest friends from high school. Mm. We went downtown and watched some movie. I can't remember what it was. Uh, but afterwards we decided to go get, uh, candy and just hang out downtown. And I was like, well, everyone, I have an announcement, but I'm not going to say it. So I didn't say anything. And they were like, well, why did you like say you had <laughs> had an announcement? Like, well, cause I don't want to say it. So I'm going to let Christina say it for me. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> and this girl, Christina, she had no, idea, like she wasn't aware that she was going to be put on the spot. You hadn't prepped her. <laughs> no, no. I, I said, Christina, do your thing. T- tell everyone. Yeah. And she was like, tell everyone what? And I was like, oh, you know, tell them. And she was like, what? You're gay? Is that it? Is that your big announcement? I was like, yes, uh, it is. And everyone was like, oh, yeah, we knew. Mm-hmm. And I was like, all right, well, that was easier than I thought. Well, uh, uh, yeah, so that was like the first sort of public uh, acknowledgement of being gay for me was with uh, some friends I had in high school. <laughs> uh, all of those friendships fell apart almost immediately, not because I was gay, but we just kind of grew apart. Uh, mm-hmm. And then... Uh, the whole thing started over with a new group of friends, but it was a lot easier. And this time I made the announcement and it was, it was very casual, just like, yeah, I'm gay, not into, you know, women. Mm -hmm. Uh, and that I think encompasses my like sophomore year of high school, uh, and junior year as well. Um, Again, keeping it very like only my friends, uh, my peer groups at school knew about this. Uh, teachers, not really, you know, it was uh, don't ask, don't tell kind of rules. Right. Uh, had a teacher approached me, say my junior year of high school, and uh, like wanted to clarify that, I would have volunteered that information. Okay. Um, but they, but they didn't. No, no they okay. didn't. They, okay. you know, I guess teachers have boundaries with right. students. Yeah. Right. So. Okay. Uh, I wasn't, uh, at that point, I wasn't necessarily afraid to hold on to this identity. Like, you know, yeah, I'm gay. So what? Um, and then senior year of high school, uh, my mom remarried and she got pregnant. Um, my stepdad at the time was working in Chicago uh, we're, we're in Denver. I'm from Denver, Colorado. Um, so he wanted to move back to Denver and like, you know, not work in a different state Mm -hmm. so that we wouldn't be all separated. Uh, so my mom drove across the country to help him move back. He moves, uh, well, she drove 
across country for like a weekend. That was the, the plan. I was left in charge of the house uh, with my little brother. Um, and that following Monday, she and my stepdad come back and, you know, they're all established, whatever. Uh, and I get a text message from her while I'm at school saying, hey, uh, I'm really proud of you for, you know, like watching the house and stepping up and, you know, looking after your brother this weekend. I was like, well, what did you expect? Mm-hmm. But that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, getting that sort of validation from my mom was uh, mm-hmm. just, uh, it felt good. It was like, I'm an adult now. I was, you know, 17 at the time, maybe like a month away from 18. Yeah. Uh, I was like, yeah, I, I'm a person and I can do things and I'm responsible and, you know, other people can put their trust in me. And that kind of gave me a little wind of confidence. Um, not a whole lot just yet, but mm-hmm. you know, I was I was feeling good from uh-huh. that moment. Uh, Mom picks me up early from school, takes me to a doctor's appointment because uh, it was pretty early in the school year, and that's just when it all lined up. Uh, and I'm doing the physical exam. Doctor's asking me all these questions, and then it comes to the you know, are you sexually active? And a lot of the time, I was like, no, I'm not. And he's like, okay, well, are you interested in? girls are you seeing girls are you dating guys i was like i'm interested in guys and that was the first time i had come out to an adult was your mom present she was not present okay no it was just me and the doctor but the doctor gave you the opportunity he put he put that on the list yes (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah well okay uh yeah so that was you know felt great about that uh and I was sort of expecting some sort of uh, camaraderie because I had been under the impression that he was also gay, <laughs> uh, but he wasn't. Or he just didn't, or tell, he just didn't tell me. Yeah. He just said, "I have friends who are gay." So, oh, okay. okay, well, oh. that's you know not really what I was hoping for. I kind of wanted advice from another yeah. adult <laughs> gay oh, man. Okay, I see. Okay. Um, have have a quick question. Have you ever act ever interacted with other? Queer adults or gay men before, at this time. At this time, mm-hmm. no. 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 Okay. Yeah, just a quick question. <laughs> yeah. So he would have been the first one, mm-hmm. but that's not what he labeled himself as. And it, and it sounds like it. So at that point, you were actually, you might have been actually looking for someone to, sort of, give you a sense of of, I don't know, maybe, sort of possibilities of you in the future right or yeah 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 like who who else is gay (laughs) where are they you know (laughs) right um yeah and then that night uh was when i decided to come out to my mom uh you know still riding that high from (laughs) what a good son you are Uh, I was like, well, she's in a good mood and I'm feeling good. So let's just get it over with, rip the bandaid off. And, uh, uh, we get home from running errands. It's, uh, October, I guess, from what I remember. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was October. Um, it was raining. It wasn't cold enough for snow yet, but there was rain, uh, we pull up into the driveway. I'm like, mm-hmm. mom, do your thing. Get the things out of the car, you know, because I think we'd gone grocery shopping. Can't remember what it was. Uh, and I said, I'm going to sit here. And why don't you come back so we can talk about something that's on my mind? 
she's like, oh, okay, yeah, let me do that. So she, you know, unloads groceries, does mm -hmm. whatever inside the house. About five minutes later, she comes back and she... You she stayed in the car. I stayed in the car. Okay. Yeah, just kind of psyching myself out. Like, <laughs> you got to do it. Yeah. You already told her that there was something on your mind right. and you're sitting in the car. Mm-hmm. No going back. Right. Or, you know, you could lie about something and turn it into something completely different. How, how was your mood? I mean, yeah. Were you nervous or any type of emotion during that five minutes? Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. I was extremely nervous. <laughs> okay. I was like, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what to expect. Uh, my mom's always been very open-minded and kind of liberal, but she still sometimes clings to you know, religious upbringings or whatever. Uh, I guess her opinion of gay people at the time was very much like, it's great, but not in my house. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, how, it's okay. So, so I don't, not to stop you from the, <clears throat> from your five minutes, uh, you know, that five minute, you know, uh, moment, mm -hmm. but, but how then did you get a sense that of your mom's feeling uh, uh, around, you know, queerness or, or even just in general, sort of appropriate sexuality? Yeah. Um, that's a good question. She had friends who had relatives that were gay. Uh, like twice removed. Twice removed, <laughs> yeah. So these were people that I'd only ever heard about. Yeah. I never met them. Yeah. Uh, I knew one of them was a go-go dancer, so that... I was kind of, you know, always imagined meeting Gabriel when I was in high school. Like, wow, wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Uh, how come uh, I'm not there? Right? <laughs> um, but it seemed like she didn't, it was never a point of conversation. It was mm -hmm. just like, well, you know, so-and-so's brother's gay. Good for him. Um, it was also more like closer to when this happened was uh when obama was running for president this is the, his first his first yeah. term um and i was talking to her about politics and i was like well yeah like you know uh obama wants gay rights for the gays mm -hmm. isn't that cool and this may have been a joke on her part she's like oh no i don't think they should have rights okay but because she can sometimes do that sort of humor but i was like oh <laughs> oh she well. just swerved on you <laughs> yeah and then i just dropped it i was like well i'm not gonna you know i won't have this conversation because i don't know how that was the that so you didn't mm. tell her that, that no, was no, no. this was before okay this okay, was okay. uh maybe like a month or two before that okay so you had kind of in some ways tried to gear yourself up for this conversation. yeah so just kind of get a feel for what okay. does she really think okay Okay. Um, hmm. So you were sort of searching for the general climate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I didn't get something that I was completely satisfied with in terms of, you know, how is she going to react? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, I, I think to some degree, uh, I, I have a pretty good relationship with my mom, uh, have had one. And I figured, you know, if, if she hates it, uh, she's just gonna have to deal with it. Like she'll still love me, right? Mm -hmm. That's kind of what a lot of these coming out stories end up being. Is you know, at least from 
what had been portrayed in the media is that, oh, your parents are still going to love you no matter what, this and that. And I'm like, okay. Even gonna, though. <laughs> even though. <laughs> everything that you do is against the laws of God. Uh-oh. Um, so, yeah, she gets back in the car. Mm-hmm. And there's, like, this tense minute of silence. And it's like, so, you know how I don't have a girlfriend ever? And she's like, yeah, I know. I was like, okay. Do you know why? And my excuse had always been because I'm focusing on my studies. Mm -hmm. So that was her response. She was like, well, you're very motivated and you have goals in life and you're focusing on that. Like, yes, but that's not the end of it. I actually like guys. Um, and then it all went to... The bad did it oh oh sort of yeah she it was not something she <clears throat> was prepared to hear uh it wasn't something she liked to hear um so yeah she was very upset she told me that her uh that i'd broken her heart i was like well okay that was not the intention but mm -hmm. you know i guess something's you know hearts are going to be broken so you know we're having this conversation I'm not going to change. Now you know. Um, and I remember telling her kind of explicitly, like, I thought you would be happy to know. Because um, she had always, like, really driven home that, you know, she wants to know what's going on mm -hmm. in our lives. And, you know, if anything's bothering us, that we should feel comfortable turning to her. And that was, you know, kind of what I figured this situation would be. But... Uh, her response was, I don't think any mom would be happy to find out that their son is gay. Oof. I was like, got me there. Oof. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. <laughs> uh, yeah, so there was a lot of, you know, crying and... Mm -hmm. uh, Wait, crying from your part or your mom? Yeah, part? it was mostly me, I think. Okay. Yeah, she didn't <laughs> do a whole lot. <laughs> uh, and she, that was something she pointed out. She was like, I mean, why are you crying if you get to be yourself now as you know trying mm -hmm. to use it as evidence oh, against the fact that yeah, like, yeah. well you know this mm. is hard i'm crying because this is difficult that's a tough one yeah uh and then it was the end of that conversation um we didn't really speak necessarily like you know we still lived in the same house and uh -huh. it was all of that uh it was just very tense for a couple of weeks um i lost uh, my phone for about two months um mm. and that was because there was some issue with the phone company but i know what was going on. <laughs> i was getting punished oh really yeah oh, oh well. yeah i'm pretty sure that that was my like you know punishment uh, for, yeah. for you know mm -hmm. sharing something about myself or, or perhaps uh, a way for your mom to have some sort of control over your yeah your sexuality, right? The ways in, you know, maybe she's trying to limit your, your forms of communication. Yeah. Really Who are you talking to? <laughs> exactly. Are you yeah. still texting him? Uh, uh, <laughs> um, but after some time, you know, I got my phone back. Mm -hmm. uh, things weren't in, as tense with her around the house and then you know a few months later i went off to college and 
had very little to do, you know, day to day with uh, my mom. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, Yeah, and I can't really remember more uh, sort of milestones or or hard stuff happening with my mom after that. Uh, Now we sometimes talk about drag queens and joke about being gay and these other things. So Mm -hmm. she's come around. Took her a while. I'm really curious. How did you feel when you stepped out of the car after? Uh, I was a mess. Yeah. Um, I somewhat regretted doing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. I kept thinking, like, I should have just left it alone. Like, uh, should have just waited till I, you know, moved out uh, and started wow. college and kept it to myself. She didn't have to know just yet. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was mostly regret, um, and I think I was, like, a little bit of an angsty teenager combined with, you know, reading Hamlet. I kept repeating some Hamlet soliloquies about suicide, but not, like, actually <laughs> thinking about suicide, just, right. like, you know, to be or not to be. Saying the words, it's like, right? yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, so it was not, it was not an easy night. Uh, well, after that, yeah. So, so would you say that now you, you say you and your mom are mm-hmm. are okay and things are things are better? Would you say that your mom has really accepted your sexuality, or or is it just something that um, because you're here and she's there, it's something that's understood, but there's really no reason for her to have to really be confronted with your sexuality, right? Uh, no, I confront her with my sexuality every opportunity. I'm like, you know, (laughs) here's a picture of the guy I'm dating. Okay. Here's me and this guy that I'm dating on a hike with his dog. Uh Like, don't we look cute? Yeah. Say we look cute. (laughs) Super cute. (laughs) Say we look cute. (laughs) Um, uh, and the way that she phrases it is she's going to love me no matter what. Uh, she accepts that this is, you know, the person that I am and, uh, but she really likes to point out that she's not ever going to understand. Right. Mm. Um, which I think has like a, like it's pros and it's cons saying it that way. Cause it's, you know, one, it, it's not that different from being straight. You just mm-hmm. direct those energies at the same sex. So it's the same thing, just different. It's the target. same either way. Right. It's the same yeah. thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I feel like maybe she's just, you know, respecting the fact that this is not an experience that she has had and she doesn't know, right. you know, what it's like. Right. I, I wonder if, if maybe you have some sort of understanding or sense of sort of those moments back in middle school, um, you know, and, and, and why it was that certain folks, for example, that when you were, when you were, uh, when you were, with that girl designing the set, mm-hmm. you know, whatever, you know, whatever you guys were doing. Um, why, why was it important for her? Why did she need to know? Or why did she try to sort of out you? Or do you have any, like back then, do you have any sense of, of, of why that was important for her? Or hmm. Was it just casual? Or? I think, I think back then it was important for people to know because I, was so vocal about 
denying that part of me uh-huh. for the longest part. We'd have, you know, class debates about gay rights, gay marriage, gay adoption, all of that. Uh-huh. And I would always be against it. Really? That mm-hmm. would be, you know, the side I would pick. Like, right. no, that's not how it should be. Um, but I also didn't really do what some of the other guys did in terms of, you know, how they presented their, you know, masculinity right. or what have you. Um, <clears throat> didn't do sports. I was pretty sensitive. I, you know, all of that, you mm-hmm. know, stuff that's typically associated with a, you know, little gay man, little gay boy. Um, so there were these like two conflicting pieces of myself that I was putting out there that I guess people just really wanted to know what the deal was. Right. And so some of these other ways were the ways that kids around you were expressing their sexuality, I guess, or, or or who they thought they were by, Mm -hmm. yeah. By expressing certain forms of masculinity, or right. even on the other end, maybe certain forms of femininity, or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I wonder. I wonder. I wonder if that has anything to do, or if you see any connection with sort of your statement. You know, the very sort of beginning of our interview when you when you said that you're you're always coming out, or I think you said mm-hmm. you're still coming out. Yeah. Yeah, and and so I wonder then who is it that asks you to come out, and why do you, why do you have do you have you have to come out repeatedly, but but why? Uh, well, because it's uh in the beginning at least it's a part of my identity that I was so afraid to, you know, hold <clears throat> on to or associate myself with that. Yeah. Um. I'm sort of making up for that in some ways um i was always very much you know i'm not gonna say anything unless i get asked and then i won't lie but now it's like i am gay you know um and i guess maybe that's somewhat related to how i had always kind of sought this other gay person you know uh an adult like the doctor Mm -hmm. for example it's, it's like no, here I am, like, I'm over here. If there's any gay kids, mm-hmm. you know, that want to see themselves in the future, this is it. So um, I don't really hold on to that philosophy of uh, not sharing it if people don't ask. Now it's like I, you know, open with it almost, right. essentially, um, either by dropping hints about the fact that, you know, I have a, a boyfriend or, you know, it's on my academic Twitter. There's a little rainbow flag. and uh, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, just sort of making a point of uh, embracing that part of my identity and sharing it, you know. Yeah. I think it's important that we're visible. Right. In a way, it seems like you're, you're trying to model yourself as a role model for other queer folks, right? They're sure. younger. Yeah. Right? In a way, it seems like you're trying, like you say, you're trying to recompensate for the the time mm-hmm. when you were younger that you felt, I don't know, um, self denied or mm-hmm. whatever, um, mm-hmm. angsty, like, as yeah. you said. <laughs> right, you're trying to you're trying to help those those fellow youth that are experiencing mm-hmm. similar things. Right. Right. That seems pretty admirable to do. Thanks. Like, yeah, be great. I was really curious, though, that when you noted that you in when you're younger, that you did not support like 
gay rights and all that stuff, mm-hmm. right? So, like, how did you view marriage, gay marriage, before uh-huh. coming out? And how do you view marriage now Okay. as an adult? Uh, well, before coming out, it was just not, you know, it was something weird that shouldn't be done. And even after I started, uh, you know, identifying as gay, it was always just kind of weird to me like why would you why would two men get married like what's the what's the point you know um you can't get married in the church i wasn't religious but that was one of the arguments Mm -hmm. for it it's like you know uh yeah i just i didn't care for gay marriage in the way that i do now uh and I, you know, I was just, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. What did I know about marriage? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think now as an adult, it's very much like, yeah, I'd like to get married. Like, uh, there's nice symbolism behind, you know, making a commitment to a person. Um, straight people seem to like it for the <laughs> most part. Because so. <laughs> they're be invited to your wedding. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> Do you still find yourself um, put in these awkward positions of of having to to come out to other people, and and are they always voluntary? So, for example, I you know I I, I just sort of dawned on me because I'm I'm ignorant, right? Mm-hmm. But but this is part of that process, right? Where we're actually inviting people, and it's voluntary, but we're really sort of asking people to come out right mm-hmm. again mm-hmm. right um and, and i wonder then while this is voluntary and you've agreed to be here do you still find yourself put in these positions on a regular basis to have to come out to people in a way that's not so voluntary i don't i don't i can't think of a time where it hasn't been voluntary okay yeah uh yeah i can't it's or it's hard because I it's just information you know it's right. you know you look at me I'm a brown person uh, I to some extent feel the same way about being gay like right. you look at me and I will say hi I'm gay right um, yeah so do you do that before people ask or do you do that before it ever becomes a question or yeah I try to do it before it becomes a question okay. Uh, okay. Obviously, it's not like, hello, I'm gay, and my name is Jesus. <laughs> Here's my business card. Here's my business. No, of course, you know, I'll do the normal people conversation type thing, yeah. and then mm-hmm. eventually, you know, slide it in. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you, But you've actually sort of built it into your sort of uh, introduction, your yeah. sort of social introduction. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I was... I guess over the years, it's become important to me right. to disclose that information early on. Mm-hmm. Okay. Had you had you heard um, you 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 had mentioned that your mom would talk to you about or somehow in conversation, you know, about folks that were mm-hmm. were queer, twice removed, you know, the, the yeah. go-go dancer and those kinds of things. Where where had you heard other coming out stories, or had you heard? other instances of people coming out at, at that point at that point only on tv mm. that was pretty much it i think uh there's a show on mtv called true life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh that yeah 
Yep. <laughs> that's, a, that's a tough one, right? To have uh, sort of that yeah. be the the expectation or the standard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in terms of coming out <clears throat> stories, that was it. You know, these like sad, tragic stories, and right. see, you know, that was the example, and that was the expectation that, you know, things would not. You know, you, you go in assuming the worst. <laughs> right. But yet, even seeing all those images, you still went. And yeah. Saw, yeah. Because, yeah. uh, you know, though I could see myself as that, you know, gay child coming out to their parent, I couldn't see my mom being that parent. Right. Mm-hmm. It was, uh, I don't know, I had a lot more trust in her that she would not be that way. But you still found a way to turn it into some sort of Shakespearean tragedy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You were in theater, though, right? Like... Mm, yeah. <laughs> yep. What do you think then? So the I, I thought it was funny, the sort of the go-go dancer was, was that, you know, that uh, sort of one of those possibilities, right? And maybe doctor was another for a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but, then, but then go-go dancer was always there, right, as a possibility. And right. so how do you feel about those sort of limited spaces or the limited sort of ways right Mm -hmm. for folks to you know be queer or or you know how that how how that identity fits in and in different places sure um i guess to kind of kind of add to that uh i had seen lots of gay hairdressers as well okay never talked to them or interact they never cut my hair uh, but, <laughs> uh, but I knew that they existed right. and, uh, in, uh, Latin American culture and I guess also American culture, it's like a very stereotypical gay thing yeah. to be is to be the hairdresser. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just add that in as another one of these spaces. Uh, and I didn't like that. I didn't like that, you know all the gay people I've ever seen or heard of were uh, hairdressers, go-go dancers, these sorts of things. And I was like, well, does that mean I have to do it? Mm -hmm. Um, Wasn't crazy about the prospect of cutting hair. (laughs) (laughs) Not for me. Uh, So I think kind of adding to that maybe kind of plays into how I've ended up, you know, here to some extent. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the big decisions of my childhood was picking a high school. Uh, I had gotten into art school for music, and I also got accepted to this science technology high school. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was kind of like, you know, Mm -hmm. if I go this route, I'm going to be an artist and you know Mm -hmm. I've heard that gays can be artists (laughs) you heard Uh, yeah (laughs) Uh, whereas you know I go this other route and then I'll be in you know the STEM field the gay doctor like the gay doctor (laughs) potentially the gay doctor Um, who yeah I guess at the time that I picked high schools the doctor was still gay in my mind (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, yeah so I picked STEM and that's kind of where I've been and in some ways for uh 
the entire time that I was an undergrad uh, and into my master's program, uh, I was the only gay person in my major or uh, my classes, mm -hmm. at least that I was aware of and right. that, you know, my immediate contacts were aware of. Um, and I thought, well, I guess it's just, you know, unusual for gay people to choose a STEM career. Um, and that was just what I've been operating under until I moved here. And oh. uh, now, you know, there's gays everywhere. It seems like at least half of the science departments are, are gay people. But so it's really, uh, I guess it's kind of influenced or broadened that idea of, you know, what, where gay people end up in terms of, you know, uh, careers or environments where they exist. And do you feel, do you feel that that is sort of about a particular city or state or part of the country or is that just something that happened to be here? I think it's a, it's a matter of field as it turns out. Okay. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, UCR is a big botany plant sciences mm -hmm. school. Okay. And, uh, a lot it draws a lot of gay people, apparently, from... Botany you know, does. Botany. Really? Plant sciences. Uh, so I think that's kind of... <laughs> that's what's playing into it here. Yeah. Are, there other, are there other sort of specializations or fields that are seen as sort of less queer or gay or friendly or... Uh, no. 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 Mm -hmm. There's not. Okay. Uh, it just seems that most... Gay people flock to uh, the plant sciences. Okay, wow. For whatever reason. Really? Yeah. What have they said about this sort of topic? <laughs> what have other botanists said? They say that botany is for the gays. <laughs> really? You're yeah. serious? Mm -hmm. Why? Because they love plants more? Yeah, I, I guess so. I guess more than people. Plants and gay culture just go hand in hand. <laughs> oh, that's pretty. Like that's... rainbows. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's cool though that that folks that folks have sort of have taking it upon themselves to sort of queer a particular yeah. specialization yeah. in the sciences, right? That's pretty awesome. But you don't do botany. I don't do botany. <laughs> no, but uh, I know a lot of the people in botany. Do you feel that there's now um, sort of potentially more spaces then? I mean, you know, obviously just because of the stereotypes, if you would have went to the performing arts or the art mm -hmm. or something like that, right, mm -hmm. there would have been a million different ways, still limited, right, right, for you to have expressed your, you know, your your sexuality as part of your professional uh, identity and, and whatever else. But do you feel now that you're here, do you feel that there's a, a similar amount of ways to express that as part of your professional being at, at in Riverside does that does that make sense the question I'm asking um could you maybe explain it a little more well yeah I guess I guess what I'm what I'm really wondering is do you see spaces opening up for you to you know uh be the not the hairdresser but you know the gay doctor or the gay scientist or you know are do you feel like those are real possibilities now yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, 
Yeah, I don't know what else I could add to that. Yeah. And and the only reason why I ask is I was talking to someone and 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 you know, not being sort of familiar with maybe some of the codes, mm-hmm. right, that folks use. Uh I was talking to someone and and they said they made a point to say and I'm an engineering, right? Mm-hmm. And that meant something. And 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 I don't exactly know. I think I know what it meant, but I don't know sort of the context, right? And it makes mm-hmm. me think that engineering then is not like botany, <laughs> right? And right. Eng- engineering is 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 not that whatever it is, mm-hmm. right? It's not the way that you characterize uh, a botany, right? And so I wonder then, well, you're not a botanist, right? Right. Do you still feel that there is the potential then for for these other possible ways to to be whole? I guess is the question. Hmm. Right? Rather than having to be the hairdresser, right, or a dancer, or uh-huh, you know, uh-huh. all of the other mm-hmm. limited ways that that our society accepts, right, right, yeah, that's yeah, that's a good question. I would say yes. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not in botany. So if the code there is that you know you're a man in botany, then you're gay, then you know that's of course not applicable to me <laughs> just because I'm not in that field. Right. Um, but yeah, like I said, it's, it's one of the things that I present immediately um, and make a point of saying that, you know, even if uh, I'm at a conference, I'll, you know, slip it in, in conversation, right. you know, and, and talking to people. Um, yeah. Other than that, I guess it's, it's still something that is developing, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a, at least for me, a new frontier. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not entirely. Uh, nah, well, I, I had a mentor <laughs> in my undergrad who is a scientist. He's like, in, was in his 70s or something pretty old uh, and identified as a gay man. So yeah. I guess, you know, mm-hmm. that to me said, Scientists can be gay. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay, I see. Yeah. Um, forgot about him. Until <laughs> <laughs> now. Until now. Uh, and he wasn't a botanist. He did more of the type of research that I did. Right. So um, maybe that plays into it. But mm-hmm. Yeah, we, we've talked to some folks before about um, at an early age... Um, that sort of feeling of being the only one, mm-hmm. right? And and really sort of looking around in their immediate environment and trying to find possibilities at least, right? Or, or sure. to be able to imagine what possibilities for them might be because they didn't know anyone or they did they mm-hmm. felt that, you know, there was some sort of aberration, you know, and, yeah. and and I think it's important for folks to be able to look around and sort of, you know, outside of like you're saying, the 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 artistic or the, you know, the, the, the acceptable Mm -hmm. ways of being, you know, quote unquote different, right? Right. That there are other possibilities. I mean, you know, it would, it would seem to be awful to have to be an artist if you're not an artist. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Simply to be yourself as a professional and both, you know, Mm -hmm. yeah. So. I noticed that you said like when you were doing your, undergrad and master's program Mm -hmm. that you felt like you were the only one in your classes yeah how did you like 
come to those terms that you were the only one like what what made you think that uh just visual cues uh, if you were in a frat, you probably weren't gay. If you were, you know, Greek <laughs> at least on my campus. Right, right. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, if you weren't acting a certain way or dressing a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, if you didn't know my friend Ryan, you probably weren't gay. <laughs> uh, why, why, why Ryan? Well, Ryan, Ryan's gay and he's an extrovert and uh, big personality, so he knew all the gays. Uh-huh. He was the node that everybody mm-hmm. sort of yeah. went through. Huh? Yeah. Oh, wow. Uh, so that was just, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was very superficial. And uh, I'm sure there probably were other gays in uh-huh. my classes, but uh, not any that either my friends knew or that I could pick up on. See, that was going to, that was, that was one of the questions I was trying to, to ask when I asked you, who do you have to come out to? Right. Mm-hmm. Because it seems to me that, you know, some like heterosexual folks, right, or folks that that that, you know, uh, are identified or identify or whatever the messiness is. Mm-hmm. Right. There doesn't seem to be the need for a man or woman to sort of come out to each other. Right. Right. And so I wonder then if the coming out part is it is it, is it do a lot of queer folks ask you to come out? Right. And, and not, you know, maybe not you personally, but is it the expectation uh, that that queer folks ask other queer folks to come out? Mm. And if they do, it's it, it must be or maybe is it for different purposes. Right. Then right. for the reasons why this young girl at your you know middle school wanted you to come out mm-hmm. to her or why she needed that information. Yeah. Right. And yeah, so I, a good point. I, I wonder then if if, you know are you is that sometimes an imposition that other queer folks ask right mm-hmm. to sort of make people put it out there on the table for whatever reason yeah or is it uh, just no need right <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah that's a good that's a good point because uh, I think when I do it now that I, you know, um, you know, first to say I'm gay, mm-hmm. um, there's definitely been points in the past where that was a strategy right. to identify the other gays, right. To make it a comfortable oh, okay, space. Okay. Yeah. Um, and instead of, you know, having to sit there and just use visual cues to find other people to, you know, say, I'm here, where are you? Right. You know? So mm-hmm. yeah, maybe, right. I mean, it could be that other queer people that kind of like what I'm talking about from my experience that uh, you try to bring the others out just so, you know, either because you want to know for, you know, whatever ulterior motive there might be. Right. Uh, <laughs> or just to know that, you know, there's a there's a friend in the room. Right. And so you coming out then offers other folks the opportunity yeah. to to mm-hmm. make that sort of public statement in a way, right? Right. Yeah. Or huh. even if they don't want to say it, they at least know mm-hmm. they're not the only one. Right. That's awesome. So you say you base that on physical cues or appearance? Like, can you describe a little bit uh, more <laughs> into that? Like, is it like the same in all spaces or like, mm. you know? 
Yeah, I guess in the, I guess even now, it's the same. Uh, are you well? It, I guess it's hard. It's gotten harder to just rely on on visual cues or you know mannerisms. Um, but yeah, are you well dressed? Are you wearing skinny jeans? What kind of shoes are you wearing? <laughs> Is there color in your hair? So last season, <laughs> yeah, all of these like, you know, stereotypes. I guess. Okay. Are, uh and so those are the way that that some folks, I mean, maybe back in the day, right? But now, yeah. you know, um, yeah. Now who knows? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. If those are actually, mm-hmm. you know, some of the subtle ways that folks come out, right? Right. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. When the lines get a little, I guess the boundaries start to get a little mm-hmm. fluid or a little blurred. It makes it, you know, interesting for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate your time. Of course. Thanks for Thank having you. me. Well, that was a really great conversation right there. Yeah, I thought um, that was one of the more sort of fun uh, interviews. And I always, it, it's weird, you know, because people are always, people are telling you these sort of things. And sometimes they're hard moments, you know, but at mm-hmm. the same time, there's a, there's a lot of room to laugh, right? There's a lot of, a lot of, sort of space for reflection and, and, and sort of, you know, feeling that awkwardness and all mm-hmm. of that. Right. Which is, which, which is weird for me. Cause sometimes I'm like, you know, maybe that's not funny. At least it wasn't funny at the time, mm-hmm. but just the whole creepiness of it. Sort yeah. Of looking like, back at it, yeah, right. Can be, can be pretty funny, you know, man, he, he's pretty artistic when he's coming to his storytelling. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's pretty, he's pretty good at the, uh, just that whole sort of form, I guess. Right. <laughs> man, but he had me laughing most of the time. <laughs> Yeah. So what'd you, what'd you think about the, um, I, I, th- I think, uh, there was a lot of, there was a lot of interesting pieces in there, right? And they seem to, to, to connect with some of the other narratives. Oh yeah. The, the never ending process of coming out. Right. That was a recurring one. Yeah. Right. He came out, Jesus came out multiple times right. to different types of people, his friends, his colleagues, his classmates, and then his mother. Right. I like I like how he 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 identified uh, this person, the doctor, right? Mm -hmm. That he thought that he thought might be, you know, that he thought might be queer. That he sensed something, right? Mm -hmm. That 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 he thought would be sort of familiar, you know. And that and and for me, that kind of that kind of shows how important it is for folks to have people they can they can count on, right? So so Jesus seemed to be looking for not only an expert but an adult right to to be able to figure out what a potential future for him might look like right yeah and for him then it was this idea of the the quote-unquote gay doctor right yeah he had other ones too at the same time right yeah. the, the the go-go dancer right, right. He was a family member but he wasn't really that connected or didn't have that one-on-one interaction right with right and he i felt like that's important of having adult interaction right with between young queer folks and old adult queer folks yeah it trans it makes the transition much easier or the processing of emotions or sexuality right right? instead of letting all the emotional burden yeah on one person yeah and have to carry have to carry that Mm -hmm. weight yeah for 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 not only one person but have to carry that weight for a whole group of people right must be must be tough and i the the i thought it was interesting the sort of line between 
the sciences and the arts, mm-hmm. right? And and Jesus trying to figure out how to carve out a space, you know, that that that's not the the go-go dancer or the hairdresser or any of the other kind of mm-hmm. you know ethnic or cultural stereotypes, right? That people people reserve for those kind of you know for for sexualities, right? Right. He's he's trying to expand the stereotype or the break it down and expand outward. Right. I felt like he's trying to do that. Yeah. But then again, there comes the theme of choosing between artsy or or the science. Right. right? It's always the, this duality. Right. And I felt he he fit in both categories. Yeah. He see. He, yeah. He seemed to be able. Yeah. He seemed to have some sort of um, some sort of proclivity, I guess. Right. For 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 both of those things, but there also seemed to be sort of this. You know, in some ways, a political stance on on what he wanted to mm-hmm. to pursue and how he wanted to you you know ex- express himself through through a profession, right? right? Which yeah. is even more the case why he doesn't end up in you know the sort of the gay science, right? Which yeah. is which is botany, botany. Right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> which I, yeah, which I still I don't I don't know if I buy it or not, but I still it, it it's uh it's interesting to think that the mm-hmm different fields right are, are attractive to different different kinds of folks you know yeah he's like where are they and i guess he said <laughs> they're they're here in botany yeah yeah exactly well that's yeah that's one perspective right we got to yeah. see what else is out there yeah exactly so maybe that just happens to be the case mm-hmm. here right where a group of folks are attracted to that but i wonder i guess what i mean by i'm not sure if i buy it is that i wonder if is that it would be interesting to find out if that was sort of the trend mm-hmm. you know around that whole kind of kind of uh area of science oh yeah yeah i thought i thought one of the real tough parts was the the idea that 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 jesus's mom sort of gave him the sense that he was becoming an adult and she was proud of him you know and he took that he took that feeling of pride Mm -hmm. and tried to turn it into pride in his developing sexuality right and thought that okay I'm, i'm showing my mom i'm an adult but in his mom's mind, perhaps the idea of her son as adult didn't—an adult didn't come explicitly with the the, the sexuality. Se- yeah, the sense of the sexuality, right? And so mm-hmm. then, that pride then for him had to, you know, get buried somewhere, right? At least for, for the moment, right? I felt when he was describing the that scene where he was painting us that picture, it was really tense. Yeah, like, I, I felt like I was. In that little that little car, yeah, or, wait. you know, right? It's <laughs> yeah, like waiting, waiting, waiting five for mom minutes to come back, yeah. come back. Oh, that, yeah, yeah, man. See. Like all these emotions and thoughts just running through your head. Like, yeah. what's gonna happen in the next? You know, after when she comes back and closes the door. Yeah, yeah, and that's the that's the that's the part that's still sort of, in some ways, tough. Uh, you know, you hear we hear a lot of narratives, and and to to just have to sort of empathize, right? And put yourself in the position of being, you know, vulnerable mm-hmm. in, in so many ways, right? As a child, as someone who's exploring their sexuality, as someone who doesn't see um, a, a, a world that they fit into at the moment and all of these other kinds of things, right? And having to feel that, you know, is, mm-hmm. is it, it's tough. I, I imagine it was it was a thousand times, you know, Mm-hmm. heavier for for jesus and the folks that tell those similar kind of narratives right right and i felt when he was saying that it's a never-ending thing 
yeah. is also this process, this emotional processing is also a never ending thing as well, right? right? I think him by telling us his story of his encounter with his mom in that car feels like it's still it's still there in his mind. Right? Yeah. Even as an adult. Yeah. You know, it's still some sort of hurt is still there. Yeah. I, I also thought it was kinda of cool the transition, um, that Jesus makes from his original strategy of having, you know, a friend. Oh. Right? Tell everyone. <laughs> yeah. Right? His 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 sort of, you know, quote unquote secret, right? And and he hadn't prepped her for it or anything. He just said, Hey, why don't you tell everybody? Yeah. Right? And and then, you know, to go from that to his current politics of saying, I find a way mm-hmm. to tell everybody myself, you know, in, in, in a conversation is a yeah, I find that really interesting that he's like, oh, he just gave the cue. Yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, here it is. You know, someone else yeah. comes out for me. Yeah. It's like, it's not him. Right. And I find that really interesting, this transition from the visual, the visual coming out. Like he said, the superficialness of us gayness, or I forgot what he, how he described it. But then he's like, he went from that to the, vi- from the visual to the vocal. Right. It's like, now he just says, oh yeah, here's my name, Jesus, and I'm gay. Or right, whatever. yeah. Yeah, and then and then and then the 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 other part about like you said from the from the visual to the vocal right is that there's still sort of a sense at least with Jesus that there are these visual cues mm-hmm. right that folks give off, and Jesus has decided to put to sort of vocalize right mm-hmm. in a way that allows folks that are relying on visual cues to be able to to make that connection. Right? Yes, yeah, it's, it's more than just visual. Or yeah. he's breaking down the stereotypes of the visual. Yeah. And that feels that to me that feels like sort of this 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 sort of desire, this need um, to live a holistic life, right? Mm-hmm. And that that you know the 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 all the senses, right, coming together to be able to express and experience, you know, our you know whole our, being, yeah, our whole being, our mm-hmm. multiple sexualities, our multiple understandings of 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 who we are, right? Yeah, he's very open about it too. Yeah, like. And his, I think his humor reflects that, like yeah. the way he just feels really uncomfortable with himself. Right. It's really nice to have that type of, you know, sense of comfort around you. Yeah. Even, 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 even uh, about things that are, like we were saying earlier, hard to laugh at. Mm-hmm. Right. But he made it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Hard, hard stuff, hard stuff to laugh at. Yeah. But, but still that's, that's maybe part of the process of sort of life in general, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well. All right. All right, folks. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us, I think, on what is, uh, what, episode seven? Eight. Eight episode. Okay, yeah, all right. So, yeah. So, uh, hopefully we'll uh, get you back next time. All right. See you soon. Well, that's our show. Thanks for joining us, and we hope you'll come back for our next episode. In the meantime, for more narratives, please visit culturalmediaarchive.org and click on Archive tab. Feel free to send us an email with any comments, complaints, or suggestions. You can reach me at frankieunger at gmail.com. And you can reach me at anthonyj at ucr.edu. Take care.
Cultural Media Archive.